0: Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we had Brian H. Waters on the show earlier this week. As in our Monday edition, we discussed the all NBA teams and Bradley Beal. Well, now we've got to take a look at the other regular season awards Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and the MVP. All those details and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and I am so excited to be able to talk to you today around the regular season awards because this is a conversation I have had with so many people, and I want to know your thoughts on it. So you might not agree with everything I have to say, but I'm gonna share some of my insight and perspective on the awards. Now We talked with Brian H. Waters in our Monday edition around the all-NBA teams, Bradley Beal being snubbed and left off of them. I know I did have someone that said on social media, well, Bradley Beal shouldn't be on there because the Wizards didn't make the playoffs. And all of the players that are on there led their teams to the playoffs. Well, as I've been hearing in many discussions around the awards, and as I keep reminding others too, it's it's an individual award around the regular season. So there are two main factors, the regular season and the individual. It is not a team award. So if the Wizards did not make the playoffs, what does that have to do with Bradley Beal? Nothing. And then I know his wife took to Twitter to say this not safe for work tweet, but I will read it for you. I'm not here to say who shouldn't have made it. Not my place. However, in all caps, I am here to, and will continue to be very vocal on saying, Bradley Beal is an effing All-Star and All-NBA. Put some respect on his name. I actually agree with what she is saying. Defend her man, I'm okay with it. He averaged over 30 points a game. Second highest scoring in the league behind James Harden for the regular season. How did he not make the all- All-Star team? And how did he not make an All-NBA team? Now, I agree. I don't really know who he should replace. Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook were the two players we were discussing on Monday with Brian. I'm not really sure who he replaces, but I do know is you got to find a way to put him on the all NBA team with the numbers that he put up. And I know the Wizards did not make the playoffs, but that's all the more reason he should be on there. He led a team that struggled without him in the bubble. He led a team that without him is not a top playoff team. And even with him, not a playoff team. But he got them to the point that they at least were competing for a play-in game in the NBA restart, at least made it to Orlando. A lot of teams were at home. And for Bradley Beal to not be on an all-NBA team with having some record-scoring nights and to be able to put up the numbers he, he did, he's got to make at least one of those teams. So I'm not sure exactly what makes sense to, to, to move him in place of. I know there's been discussions around, is it time for a fourth team? Also, the fact that some people are saying, look, at the end of the day, we're looking at these 15 players that are all in the three all-NBA teams. You don't even have a healthy Warriors team, so there's no Steph or Clay, There's no Kevin Durant. There's no Kyrie Irving. There are a lot of names that are not on that list that are either injuries, like in those players' cases or other reasons, maybe on the team next year, maybe on an all-NBA team next year. At the end of the day, I don't know if it means that you have to add a fourth team or a fifth team, which I don't think you should because then it becomes watered down to the point of feeling like participation trophies where everyone's on a team. No, I like the idea of three teams, but there needs to be a way, and I don't know what that is. To be honest, I don't have solutions. I just have have points I'm raising. I have no solutions whatsoever that the best players get the awards that they deserve. And as mentioned, this is a regular season award. This is an award based on the individual. We're going to get into the MVP discussion a little bit later, but I also wanted to get into specifics around the Rookie of the Year winner, John Morant. It was announced John Morant led the All-Rookie Team and was also named Rookie of the Year. We had Kendrick Nunn from Miami, Brandon Clark, Zion Williamson, Eric Paschall from the Warriors, on the first team, and then on the second team, Tyler Hero, Terrence Davis the second from Toronto, Kobe White from Chicago, P.J. Washington Jr. from Charlotte, and none other than Rui Hachimura. So at least we got some of the awards that were needed and that were deserved, as our very own Rui Hachimura did round out the all-rookie second team. He had 10 first-team votes, 54 second-team votes, and a total of 74 to land him just on the cusp but he made it of that second team and looking across these rookies you know the the biggest thing is when you see players like Tyler Hero and the playoff performances he's having and even Kendrick Nunn John Morant and his push to help Memphis at least compete for a play-in game for that eighth seed in the west you know I know it's a regular season award of course as we keep reiterating But it's great to see how some of these rookies have been doing in their postseason or fight for the postseason. But I think that Rui Hachimura having the season that he did is without a doubt an all-rookie team player. You know, you look at the players that he beat out for that spot in Matisse Tybal of the Sixers and RJ Barrett in New York, uh, Michael Porter Jr. with Denver, Jackson Hayes in New Orleans. You know, he definitely, in my opinion, showed out, especially in the seeding games, for why he's an all-rookie player because of the, the numbers he was able to put up and the way that he was able to develop from the first half of the season to the seeding games with injuries, with, you know, a number of challenges and adversity that the Wizards had faced around team injuries and his personal ones. Rui Hachimura, all-rookie team. And I'm excited for the future of Rui with the Wizards because he's got an, a very big upside, I think, with his size, with his range, with this growth that we saw. And the fact that he became the number one player on the scouting report for the Wizards in the bubble, and he really should be the number three or four player as, as your go-to option behind someone like Beal and Wall and DP, the future is bright for Rui Hachimura. Well-deserved as he's named to that all-rookie team. And for the players as a whole, I thought John Morant's comments around, wait a minute, who didn't vote for me? Since he got all the votes for Rookie of the Year except for one, Zion Williamson did get one. He's like, wait a minute, who, who did not vote for me and who voted for Zion Williamson? But look, regardless of, of, you know, where these players finish in the all-rookie team and everything, it is exciting to always see, in my opinion, how they move from the all-rookie to the second year looking at a player like Luka Doncic. What do they do from that first and second year? We know players that have had incredible first year and then they kind of peaked in the first year and injuries or whatever else, they never really fully reached their potential. So I'm looking forward to seeing how do these players translate from the rookie season to the next year when now more players in the league, more coaches in the league, have them on their scouting report as a player to watch, Tyler Hero being one of them that comes to mind, that maybe went a little bit under the radar in that first year, but best believe moving forward will definitely be a player to watch that will be leading on some, on some team's scouting reports. So coming up, we're going to get into some more of the regular season awards, looking at the Defensive Player of the Year and some other things, of course, like the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. All that coming up here on Locked On Wizards. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizard sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. Renee Washington, host of Locked on Wizards here as we are taking a look at the NBA regular season awards. We had a chance to highlight Rui Hachimura being a part of the all rookie teams as John Morant was named rookie of the year. Also, Bradley Beal's wife speaking out on his snub from not only the all star teams this year, but also the all NBA teams. Well, looking across the other regular season awards, Coach of the Year Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, who I think without a doubt not only earned Coach of the Year but earned that extension he just received, looking at the fact that the Raptors, without Kawhi Leonard, still able to have one of the best records in the league and be able to lead this team that, honestly, once Kawhi was out, many people counted out and thought they were not going to do well. Coming off of their championship, they proved in the regular season that they are still a top team that is competing for a championship this year. Now, of course, we've seen them now in the playoffs get bounced out as they were knocked out by the Boston Celtics in seven. But look, the Raptors had an incredible season, regular season especially, but also even their playoffs and what they did in the bubble. And a big part of that is Nick Nurse, looking at the way they were able to play as a team, still having Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry leading the the charge. They were honestly a contender coming out of the East. And for them to take Boston to seven and unfortunately having to lose that series the way they did, Nick Nurse, definitely coach of the year for the Raptors. And like I mentioned, earned every bit of that nice lofty contract extension that he received to become the highest paid NBA coach, one of the highest paid NBA coaches at $8 million per year. What an extension. Let's just let that sink in. Nick Nurse went from... Winning a championship, to coach of the year, and now having the chance to be one of the highest-paid NBA coaches in the league—not bad for these last two seasons—and having the chance to really make a name for himself. And the craziest part about it: just his second year as an NBA head coach, and I think he, to say the least has been making making some noise between a championship. Coach of the year and a very hefty, lofty, whatever term you want to use, contract extension. So shout out to him. Nick Nurse is doing some big things. And honestly, the Raptors will be another team to watch moving forward for next year. As mentioned, John Morant, Rookie of the Year for Memphis. Sixth man of the year. The Clippers keep it at home. I loved seeing Lou Williams pass the six-man of the year award on to teammate Montrezl Harrell who was named sixth man of the year. And of course, having had the loss of his grandmother who passed while they were in the bubble. We know we saw him earlier on in the NBA restart, go home to spend time with his family once the, the news broke around the passing of his grandmother and saying how this was for her and how she was really the big reason why he got started playing basketball in the first place. So the, the storyline there is it's sad. It's very sad, but you know, for him to be able to win that award in in memory and in honor of his grandmother, who's the reason he's playing in the NBA and playing basketball at all. That is incredible. Very heartfelt moment there watching the emotions there. And then we saw the most improved player, Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. Definitely well-deserved as Brandon Ingram went from looking at where he was with the Lakers to the Pelicans, just the growth in him as a player to be a top team for the Pelicans without Zion Williamson most of the season. The Pelicans were a team that many were, like, disappointed that no Zion, oh, no. No. <laughs> they still had plenty of players in Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and Drew Holiday, and he's very deserving of that. And looking at his numbers from last season to this season, averaged just over 24 points a game, 6.3 rebounds, 4.3 assists in his 57 games that he played in. And the incredible part about that, one of seven players across the league to average at least 24.6 rebounds, four assists, and one steal. And he's along some very incredible names in LeBron, Luka, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Giannis, that he is in company with. Kawhi, another one for those, for those stats. Huge turnaround from where he was last season to this season, even from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, looking at his growth and his numbers he was putting up Definitely, definitely very deserving of that. Defensive player of the year, none other than Giannis Antetokounmpo, who racked up, named defensive player of the year and MVP. And for Giannis, well-earned as defensive player of the year, as he becomes the fifth player to ever win defensive player of the year and NBA MVP in one season alongside players like MJ, Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Kevin Garnett. But also, we know last year he was second for Defensive Player of the Year voting, won it this year, and did win his back-to-back second straight MVP award. Now, I think defensively, definitely deserving of, of this award because of the numbers that he was a part of for the Bucks team as a whole. I'm not going to get super numbers heavy on you. But looking at his steals, his defensive rebounds, the numbers he was putting up, he he did lead the league in more than one category defensively. So he finished at number one with Anthony Davis at number two for that Defensive Player of the Year. And Rudy Gobert, who streak is over after winning back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards, finished at number three. Giannis beat out a Lakers player in AD for Defensive Player of the Year, and then another Lakers player in LeBron James for MVP. So we've got to get into that right here on Locked on Wizards. Giannis Antetokounmpo, named MVP for the second straight year, only one of a very accomplished list of players to do so. Steph Curry, Steve Nash, LeBron James, Kareem abdul jabbar MJ, Duncan, John Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. Very impressive list that he, thro- he joins, excuse me, to be named back-to-back MVP. Listen, guys, I have had so many conversations around this because... I understand it's a regular season award, and I also understand it's an individual award. Here is my question to you guys. Many have said Bradley Beal is not deserving of winning or being named to an All-NBA team because the Wizards did not make the playoffs, although it is an individual award. But on the flip side, when I argue that LeBron James should have been named MVP for taking the Lakers from a spot where they were not in the playoffs to now being a playoff team, having one of the best records, playing in a very difficult West, so their, West, their schedule as a whole because you play more Western Conference games is tougher than someone on the Eastern Conference, for instance, maybe the Bucs, like just an example. But because of that, at his age, with the turnaround the Lakers had, that's not enough, along with his numbers that he put up. I mean, LeBron James, if you look at his stats for this, for this past season, in the regular season, in 34.6 minutes per game, he averaged 20, just over 25 points. He had just around 7.8 rebounds per game, 10.2 assists per game. And Giannis, on the other hand, 29.5 points per game, finishing with 13.6 rebounds per game and 5.6 assists. They both averaged about one block and one steal per game. So it's not a huge gap from one to the next. But if you're going to tell me that it's because it's an, an individual award, Giannis is the better MVP, then if it's because of an individual award, why isn't Bradley Beal on an all-NBA team? Let me run that by you again. Many have said the reason Giannis won MVP is because it's an individual award. LeBron James has Anthony Davis, who is a very good player. He is coming into his own top player in the league, also on first team all-NBA, second running for defensive player of the year. Do not get me wrong. But I was told, and I've been hearing people say, the reason LeBron didn't win it is because it's not a team award. And individual to individual, comparing Giannis to LeBron, looking at their individual performances, since that's the keyword everybody keeps saying, in the regular season, Giannis is better. So then why is Bradley Beal as an individual not better than a Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook as an individual? Does that make sense? We're not looking at teams – We're not looking at their records. We're not looking at where they finished, if they made the playoffs or not. You're telling me we're solely looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo versus LeBron James. And player for player, Giannis had the better season statistically. Player for player, Bradley Beal statistically had a better season than, let's say, Ben Simmons. Why is he not on an all-NBA team? So we cannot change the narrative when it's convenient. And I think this is what LeBron James was saying in his rant and showing frustration over the fact he was not named MVP when we look at the Bucks yes they won the East yes they had a top record in the league yes Giannis led them yet again to being a top team but player for player who is the better basketball player right now and if the playoffs haven't told you anything it's LeBron James he's still the best player in the league MVP, most valuable player, is supposed to be awarded to the best player in the league. Now, anybody can tell you statistically, yes, Giannis had the better numbers, but at the end of the day, he's not a better player than LeBron James. Is he? And if he is, why is his team at home right now and LeBron James still in the Western Conference Finals fighting for a championship? Now, I get it it is just a regular season award. We didn't know how they were going to do in the playoffs, but player for player, LeBron James is still the better player. And MVP is not always given to the better player. It is often given to the better player statistically. Which, if anybody has ever played sports, you know good and well, somebody might have better numbers than you. It doesn't make them a better player than you. They could have an easier schedule. They could have had some games where they padded their stats. Injuries happen. There's a variety of reasons. It doesn't always come down to analytics and numbers, guys. Sorry to break it to you. If you're picking a player. You have, and you're going with who's the best player, you have to go with LeBron James. He's still the best player in the league. So for that reason, if I'm looking at specifically the best player in the league, it's LeBron James. And it's the same thing with the Bradley Beal issue of why he did not make All-NBA. Because everyone says, well, the, the Wizards did not make the playoffs, so why would he be on an All-NBA team? It's not about the Wizards. It's about Bradley Beal. Just like it's not about the Bucks or the Lakers. It's about LeBron and Giannis. So looking numbers to numbers, Had Giannis had 30-plus points per game he was averaging and LeBron's only averaging like 10 or 15, okay, that's different. Their numbers are not that far off for you to have this great separation that Giannis completely dominates the MVP voting, and it's not even close at all. I mean, had it even been a little bit more competitive and close in in voting, maybe that would have made LeBron feel a little bit better and and maybe the case would have been made. But to unanimously basically vote him as MVP – where he received 85% of the votes. I mean, 85 first place votes to LeBron's 16. Meanwhile, who is the better player at the end of the day? That's what it comes down to. So Giannis' accomplishments, looking at this season, he led the NBA in double-doubles with 52. He recorded four triple-doubles. He posted 17 games with at least 30 points, 15 rebounds which is 14 more than any other player, grabbed 20 rebounds in a game twice. He scored 50 points against the Jazz on November 25th. That's just highlighting some of his main accomplishments for the season leading up to the time the league was put on pause around COVID. And look, Giannis is a very good player. And I definitely, definitely, definitely understand why he's in the MVP conversation. He's earned it. So I'm not knocking him. I am a LeBron James fan, but I'm I'm not biased when I'm saying – the better player right now, and I'm asking you this, be be up front. If you're picking a team right now, are you picking Giannis or are you picking LeBron? I'm talking right now in this moment as you're listening to this conversation on Locked on Wizards, which player are you picking? If your answer is not Giannis, which my answer is not Giannis, why is he MVP? the same thing for All-NBA. In my opinion, when I think of All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie, All-Rookie teams, it's looking at these players, Based on how they played this season, their health, their numbers, their performances, just how they helped their team win, who are you picking to be on your team? Now, the first team, all NBA team, completely agree with. Absolutely agree with from top to bottom. And LeBron, AD, Giannis, James Harden, Luke Doncic, those are the top five. You're picking them every day, any chance you get. But when I'm looking player for player, you can make the argument that LeBron James' numbers and the success is because of Anthony Davis. But if you really watch the Lakers, Anthony Davis' success is a lot because of LeBron. He's learning from LeBron. He was in New Orleans where he was injured every other day, it seems like, not putting up the numbers and not honestly reaching his full potential. Since playing with LeBron, who is the best player in the league, We've seen him knock on wood, I hope I'm not jinxing him, be healthier, be more consistent, coming into his own. It's because of LeBron. LeBron's not doing well because of AD. LeBron's been the best player in the league. His numbers have been the top in the league. Before he teamed up with AD in Los Angeles, he was still the best player in the league. Anthony Davis was not. So because of this, I don't think it's fair to say LeBron is only getting the numbers and success he's getting because of AD. Yes, you can look at last season and the Lakers struggles. The Lakers definitely rebuilded. They have a much stronger team this year than last year, which we knew was going to happen when LeBron moved to LA. The plan was not to go there and continue to be a team that didn't make the playoffs. But making the playoffs was just another reason why, in my opinion, he's an MVP for leading this team that was not even a top eight team and and struggled in the West to now be a top team in the West and in the league. Giannis with Chris Middleton, with the, all the, p- the pieces around him in George Hill and Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, I get it. He doesn't have an Anthony Davis on his team. Chris Middleton is still an all-star, though, and a very good player. And so I don't think that it's as cut and dry. Now, if Giannis was to—well, Giannis did win MVP, excuse me. For Giannis to win MVP, what would have made more sense to me is one of two things. Either the voting be a little closer— or LeBron to win MVP. I just am not, here's here's, I guess, my biggest argument. I'm not convinced that Giannis is that much more dominant of an MVP candidate than LeBron, if at all. So if you're gonna tell me that he's the MVP, voted as the best player in the league as of the 2019-2020 season, it needs to be closer. He's not a landslide better than LeBron James. He's not better than LeBron James at all. And moving forward, I think that something needs to be had about the fact that Giannis has been the MVP back-to-back seasons. The Bucks have been the best team in the league back-to-backs or three seasons in a row now. And what have they done in the playoffs? Again, I get it. It's a regular season award, but if you're going to continue to be the quote-unquote best player, your team needs to win your conference. Your team needs to be in the NBA finals. That's something LeBron James is doing, has done, and will do. So, I know you guys may not agree with me. I'm perfectly fine with that. Let me know at Locked on Wizards on Twitter, at Renee Walsh on Twitter, your thoughts, if you agree, if you disagree. I'm just trying to change your perspective here. My, my point, to sum it all up, if it is an individual award based on the regular season, not based on whether your team makes the playoffs or not, Bradley Beal needs to be on an All-NBA team. If it is an individual award based on you, who's the best player, LeBron James is still the best player. If you are going to argue with me that LeBron James is not better than Giannis in this season you're not watching basketball the way I'm watching basketball you're watching something different Giannis is one of the best players in the league Kawhi Leonard one of the best players in the league they are not better than LeBron James right now he is still the king he's still the top player in the league so like I said at me or don't at me. I don't care either way. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts. Hopefully you are still interested in listening to Locked On Wizards after this. I haven't pushed you fully away. I'm just trying to change your perspective because I think that Bradley Beal should be on an all NBA team. And although I am okay with Giannis winning MVP, I don't think it should have been a landslide. That's that's my final point to make. So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I hope to have you back. For more Locked On Wizards, actually, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up to date with all that's going on on the show as we are talking through the NBA, the Wizards, all things sports here each and every day, Monday through Friday on Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope that we're still friends after this. And I'll see you back here for our hump day edition as we take a look deeper into not only the NBA, but also the WNBA in the later editions of the show this week. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you next time. Washington out.